1: They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: I'm Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. The NBA playoffs will be decided today. Four teams are still alive. Who has the best chance? Phoenix is going for a perfect 8 0 versus Dallas, but will it be enough? Lillard has led Portland to the brink of the playoffs. Will it be dame time tonight? Plus, we will preview two NFL teams with best bets. Here comes a full hour of The Vegas Truth covering all that and
4: more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight
5: out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. And we always appreciate you hanging out with us here on Fox Sports Radio as it is a wild time in the NBA, college football, and beyond. I am Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell alongside broadcast professional Steve Fezzik, now recording the opens to this show. My God, Fez, right when I thought your resume couldn't get any more full, here you go, broadcast professional added to the list. And it's ex- an exciting
3: day to be broadcasting, Jonas, with all these playoff spots, the last two in the West being decided. it um, We're not a scoreboard show typically, but I got to be honest, I'm watching the scoreboard today.
5: Yeah, and there's all sorts of stuff that is happening here with this uh, race for the eighth spot in the Western Conference. And you can say whatever you want about the bubble and the experiment and what it's like. Man, I've thought the basketball's been outstanding. Uh, this race race for the eighth spot, and, we, and look, we discussed it. I mean, how they came to whatever they came to, the four-and-a-half games and whatnot, uh, a little bizarre, didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But now that we're here, it's a four-team race, starting to look more like a three-team race with the San Antonio Spurs being the odd team out. But let's go ahead and let's break this down here, Fez. So the Memphis Grizzlies Memphis Grizzlies, right now are blowing out the Milwaukee Bucks. If Memphis wins, Fez, they would be in to the play-in game. Right, So if Memphis wins, they get into the play-in game.
3: The worst they could be would be the nine. They'd obviously much rather be the eight, but they're certainly in. And I got to tell you, I got accolades to RJ. RJ's out today, but he mentioned from the start, motivation the key in playing in the Orlando bubble. And we're seeing that today, I think, more than any other days that we've seen in Orlando. Jonas, I wanted to ask you, Milwaukee Bucks, they're good. They're (laughs) a number one seed. They're playing Memphis, who really doesn't belong in the playoffs. What would you have thought that point spread should have been?
5: Oh, God. Okay, so Milwaukee already has everything wrapped up. They're the number one seed. Memphis motivated, needing to win to stay alive. And Milwaukee without Giannis because he turned into a Zinedane Zidane. I think that's is that how you pronounce his name, Fez, That soccer player from France. I mean, I'm going to take your word for I it. I mean, you're, you're a soccer guy, <laughs> so I just figured with, in your list of uh, <laughs> resume, I thought soccer guy would be it. But uh, we'll call him ZZ uh, when ZZ headbutted uh, Materazzi from Italy in the World Cup. I'm going to go headbutt. I'm going to say. Memphis minus six. Very good. Memphis minus four.
3: But I got to tell you, your line would have been a lot better than what Vegas's line was with Memphis blowing out Milwaukee. And the idea here is that Milwaukee's a good 13 points better than Memphis yet it's Memphis that clearly should be favored and it just shows how important the motivation is yes Giannis is out but Giannis is only worth about six points to the line and if you can handicap who's motivated who's not in these games more often than not you're going to land on the
5: winner okay so the line finished at four correct so Memphis minus four was the was the final line
3: Yeah, open Memphis, I saw a minus two and a half. Actually, overnights, I think Memphis actually was the underdog. But this morning, I saw Memphis, a small favorite. Pretty much all the money on Memphis in a must-win situation. Now, normally... Wise guys don't like to bet on teams in must-win situations because they feel it's overpriced. But I got to tell you, here in the bubble, doesn't it feel like that this motivation is worth so much more than any other time we've seen in sports?
5: Yeah, and and I got to give credit to uh, Nick Wright on uh, First Things First. This morning I was watching, and I think he pointed out that Memphis's head coach was an assistant for Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee and there was no way Budenholzer was going to empty the chamber on a former assistant he's got a good relationship with if it it meant he was going to get into the postseason and it didn't mean anything to Milwaukee. so There's a little something to that as well. But One of the things that you do, Fez, better than anybody is you're able to predict lines and you're able to talk about early in a week, you'll look at an NFL spread and it's something that, that you're as good at as anybody I've ever heard is as good at anything when it comes to gambling is that you'll identify a line early in the week in the nfl and you'll tell the audience and you'll tell the people listening this is where the line is going to end up so if you really feel strongly about it take it now because the line's going to move in this direction and you were almost perfect uh, a year ago or two seasons ago when we were really doing this one of the things i want to ask you is kind of that but maybe you know reverse engineer it in in the in the case of now that we see how this game is going where would you have had this line if you were if you were setting the line if you knew all of this going into it, where would you have had this line as opposed to the minus four that many people got Memphis at that was set by the guys in Vegas?
3: Wow if I could go into a time machine and go back four hours and they could replay it you know that's such a difficult question because it's easy to just say oh I would have made Memphis minus 15 which is you know a crazy adjustment but clearly minus four was completely wrong. What do you think? Minus 10, maybe. Oh, so you're thinking double digits in
5: the other direction. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, and and listen, I, the way the game's playing out, they're up by 19 right now. There's eight minutes and change left in the game. Uh, The way that the game's playing out, that actually makes a lot of sense. Now we mentioned, this is basically a four team race, but looking more and more like a three team race. Um, The Phoenix suns, they've been the hottest team in the bubble. They're blowing out the Dallas Mavericks. That's also in the fourth quarter right now. So Phoenix needs a little bit of help. Memphis is in the play in game. Regardless, Phoenix needs to win this game, and it looks like they will, but then they need Portland to lose later on tonight against Brooklyn. Seems like a long shot, but right now as far as odds of Phoenix getting into this play-in series, Fez, where do you have the Suns right now and what are their chances based on what needs to happen in the Brooklyn-Portland game coming up later on?
3: Only about 17%, so a little less than 20%, and that's because Portland is a prohibitive favorite, minus 9.5, so Portland's going to win that game a little over than 80% of the time. So look at Phoenix, about to go 8-0 straight up, 8-0 against the spread, clean sheet, run the table in the bubble, and more than likely going to head home after
5: it. And the uh, San Antonio Spurs, there another team also in this four-team bunch. Uh, we're going to have a preview of the Spurs and the Utah Jazz. That is a televised game. It's coming up at the bottom of the hour. We will have that preview for you in a little over 10 minutes from now, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox, straight out of Vegas here uh, on FSR. Now, when it comes to the Portland Trailblazers, Dame Lillard, uh, and, and what do you yell at your house, Fez, when you're watching it's a It's Portland... Dame time. Yeah, you, so you yell that you sound like the voiceover guy from NBA jam back in the day, but the Portland trailblazers are going to be taken on the Brooklyn nets. We're going to have a preview of that uh, coming up towards the end of the show. But right now, as it stands, Portland feels like they're in the driver's seat percentage wise, odds wise. Where does Portland stack up as far as getting into that play in series? Yeah. So 83% chance it's a
4: win
3: and be the eight seed, lose, you're going to go home if you're Portland. So they can't be the nine anymore. It's the eight or nothing. So Portland, prohibitive favorite. You know, Jonas, I want to call a little bit of an audible because we're going to break down that San Antonio-Utah game after our next break. But I do want to mention, because you met, you talked about line moves and the like, if you want to bet Utah in that game, I think you should do it right now. Because San Antonio is about to be eliminated from playoff contention. And because of that, the current line is 7.5 on that game. San Antonio is laying 7.5. That line is based upon a fully motivated Spurs team. and We'll talk much more about this, but you've got to question the Spurs motivation given what is clearly going to be the finals right now.
5: All right, you want to do a little audible here on the air. All right, Fez, well, uh, then I raise your audible with an audible of my own. Call your shot right now. Where does, by the time that game tips off, if San Antonio's eliminated, where's that line going to be at? I think it's going to drop to 7 Maybe six and a half. I'll say seven. Seven. You're, so you think it's going to drop just a half point based on the Spurs not being uh, uh, motivated to go out there and compete against Utah and knowing that they're already eliminated? Yes. And the
3: only reason I'm saying it's not going to drop more than that is because Pop is such a professional and the Spurs had that. I know they'll be disappointed 22 straight seasons making the playoffs, but I can't see the Spurs just you know looking to mail that game in.
5: Um, this is what I wanted to ask you, Steve Fezzik. So we've talked and, – and actually, I noticed this is something that was done in fantasy football in the NFL a long time ago, and, and anybody that plays fantasy football knows this. Most championship games happen in Week 16. They don't happen in Week 17. Depending on your league and depending on what you do, it, it, it could vary. But, but by and large, most of them, the championship games – End on week sixteen, and so that's how you decide who wins your fantasy football league. And the reason behind it is because when you get to week seventeen, depending on what teams have already clinched, they may not play their starter. So it would be unfair to somebody playing fantasy football who's relying on, let's say, a Dalvin Cook in in week seventeen when you know they're going to rest him against the Bears, like they did a year ago, or or another player, insert player X here, who's an impact player on a playoff team. Well. It also works the same way when it comes to gambling, correct? Because when you're heading into a week 17, you always try and identify motivation. And you talked about motivation earlier, but when it comes to what we've seen in the NBA since the start of the bubble, it feels like if you were able to identify who's motivated and who's got what to play for, you would have a ton more success than maybe some people have had so far.
3: Oh, no doubt about it. You know, and it's not just betting the sides on these games. If you look at some of the proposition bets, they're putting them up for players. And so if you can identify a player that's going to get limited minutes, we saw that with Zion when he first came back and was on a minutes restriction and you could play him under 21 points his first game back, etc. You could get some of your best bets that you're going to see all year long on these player props. For teams where they are limiting minutes for guys whether it be for motivation issues or injury issues
5: now it's it's almost a uh, reversal of fortune here Steve Fezzik Jonas Knox straight out of Vegas in for RJ Bell uh, on Fox Sports Radio because we're seeing the Phoenix Suns scrapping for a playoff spot and Phoenix is n- now about to go what eight no and eight no against the spread if I'm not mistaken
3: Yes, and I've upgraded Phoenix three points in my power rating. So, they're three points better than where they were just 12 days ago. How is that possible? It's the same team, and this team has just absolutely come together, Booker playing out of his mind. And it's really a shame, frankly, that they're probably not going to make the playoffs.
5: So, do you think uh, people uh, within the Phoenix Suns organization are going to sit around and go, you know what, hey, guys, they're going to call a meeting and say, Devin, great, great eight-game run. We didn't make the postseason because the Portland Trailblazers hammered the Brooklyn Nets on national TV just a couple hours after we were done with our game. But don't worry about it because we got upgraded three points in Fez's power rankings. <laughs> do you think, do you think is that, is that the consolation prize that we're talking about here in Phoenix? Do you think that, will they, will they raise a banner? Cause I'm almost positive Phoenix uh, or it might've been Sacramento raised a summer league banner. So I'm just wondering if Fez's power rankings banner will be raised to the rafters there at a Dan Marley stadium or whatever the hell the call that place
3: well we can look ahead to next year and i'll ask you jones you think phoenix finishes above 500 next year and above average team
5: (sighs) no Mm -hmm. i'll say no yeah, I'll say no. The Western Conference is, is mean, man. There's a lot of really, really good teams. I think Denver's problems, obviously Portland. Uh, Devin Booker's been great, but I, I would still go with no just based on the competition there in, in the entire conference. Now, Phoenix played well. The number one seeds in the bubble, Fez, before the start of the playoffs did not. What are the numbers on the Lakers and the Bucks since the return of the NBA in Orlando?
3: Yeah, not good. Milwaukee, three and five against the spread. The Lakers, Jonas, one and seven against the spread. They're only cover a couple late free throws to get past the Utah Jazz against the spread. Clearly, here's two teams that knew they were going to be number one seeds coming in, both with approximate six game leads against the second place team. It's always easy after the fact, but here's two teams that just coasted and didn't give full effort in the bubble.
5: Good stuff. Steve Fezzik, Jonas knocks in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on five. Fox Sports Radio, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, you can take advantage of one NBA team's heartbreak. Find out how next here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds,
0: points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on DraftKings Pick 6.
4: The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. Including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit DKNG.co slash Pick Six States. void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. covino
0: and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
1: Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot promo code C R Show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CR show.
5: Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell here on FSR. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will tell you how you can take advantage of one team's heartbreak. We'll have that for you here coming up. And you can actually make money off it. We'll have that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, But as always, it is time to find out what the weather is from the strip in Las Vegas. And for that, we go live to Treasure Island, where Steve Fezzik is on the pirate ship. No reports as to whether or not he has a patch on. And to be honest with you, knowing Fez, we don't have confirmation that he's got anything on. But, Steve, <laughs> what is the element like uh, and what are the elements like there from the Strip in Las Vegas?
3: Yeah, we bring the fun and excitement of Vegas to you each and every day. Jonas, it's 106 degrees here in Vegas, and the neon is sparkling.
5: So, Fez, we were talking about how tipping off in a a little under 10 minutes from now, or, or right about 10 minutes from now, on TNT, it is the Spurs and the Jazz. And what's interesting about this game is by the time it does tip off, the San Antonio Spurs, and most likely in the next couple of minutes, are going to be eliminated from playoff contention. When we were discussing this game a few minutes ago, the line was at where? Six and a half? Seven and a half. Okay, it was a seven and a half. All right. The line is now dropped, as you pointed out, to seven on pregame.com. So people were listening to you. Uh, They're trying to get in on all the action. But here we are, the Spurs minus seven with nothing to play for against the Jazz in Orlando.
3: Yeah, and this line was eight most of the day. The Spurs laying eight, and that was all about maximum motivation for the Spurs. Well, Spurs don't have maximum motivation anymore. They don't really don't have any motivation. Certainly the Jazz don't as well. The Jazz are going to sit Mitchell and Gobert. But uh, I think I agree with this line move. The money coming in on Utah with the spread down from eight to seven may not even be enough of an adjustment. But I got to tell you, Jonas, instead of betting Utah plus seven, I think we can get involved with this in a more creative way. Looking at the pre- Props, the player props on this game.
5: Now, uh, what are you talking about? What are you going to do?
3: You know, Derek White is a guy who's been banged up for the Spurs. And I know there was one game he only played a half and they pulled him out of the second half because of a knee injury. And he's going to play, and there's an over under up on him 16 and a half points. I got to believe that Derek White's minutes are going to go way down with the Spurs having been eliminated. Fewer minutes, obviously, should translate to fewer points. Derek White, I'm not going to call this a best bet because it's hard to find and the game's about to go, but... If you were going to make one bet on this game that I could recommend, I would say Derek White under 16 and a half points.
5: You know, you're the you're exactly what I am when I'm doing my weekend overnight show on Fox Sports Radio, um, and that's I try and be as negative as possible because I know it, it irritates. I actually don't. I, I, I do it because I think it's funny. Uh, when, when people are doom and gloom, I could I mean how anybody could could take, you know, uh, sports talk radio in the middle of the night when we're talking about, you know, somebody in Buffalo throwing, uh, you know, a sex toy onto the field against the Patriots. I don't know how we could actually take that serious, but I'll, I'll take it serious and just play the part and try and be as negative about it as possible. But you when it comes to gambling, you love being negative. I hate betting the unders on anything. It's depressing. It's it's annoying. You're just rooting for nothing but bad news. Miss shot, miss shot. Don't you just want to live vicariously through someone who's an, an atrocious gambler, Fez? <laughs> Maybe half the amount that you actually bet, and just even though you think it's going to go under, bet the over because it's so much more fun. It's so much more enjoyable to watch the game when you're betting on these overs.
3: No, it's fun to win, Jonas. So you all know, right. what's fun. It's fun to watch all the Red Sox pitchers get injured. It's fun to watch Chris Sale <laughs> wow. be out for the year, and to bet the Red wow. Sox under 31 wins, and then watch that pitching staff or what's left of it go out and get bombed every night, knowing that as long as they play 60 games, you're going to cash your ticket. Wow. That's fun.
5: You know, what you are. You remember the uh, you know the uh, Christmas story that uh, uh, l- classic movie. You know, with the lamp. He's got the uh, the leg lamp, and you know, back in the day. Remember that movie, right, Fez? You're going to shoot your eye out? Well, yeah, that movie. You know what you are? You're the part when Santa Claus, when the, when he tries to climb back up the slide to tell him that he wants a red <laughs> rifle, BB, BB gun, or whatever they call it, a red rover, or whatever, red velvet, and he literally sticks his foot out and pushes him in the head, and he falls down into the fake snow. Like right, like right when these guys are trying to get back healthy, have a successful season, there's Steve Fezzik with his size 15 boots sitting atop his fake Santa tower, and you just put that foot right in there forehead and they slide all the way back down to the fake snow i mean it's an awful awful thing that you just said on the air fez Rooting you know i'll for, take it and, and stuff and
3: you know when we here we're, we got an nfl preview coming up and i'm going to let you know I'm not exactly positive on one of the teams.
5: <laughs> okay, fair enough. And we do have, we do have uh, as we continue our preview, team number 20 uh, coming up here in just a moment. We do want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone, Steve Fezzik, team number 20, counting down 32 all the way to one. And this is actually f- the first of a double shot of team previews in the NFL here. We start though at number 20 with those LA Chargers of Carson slash San Diego slash StubHub Center. Fezik, what do you got on the Chargers?
3: Yeah, the Chargers number one factor Boy, this team looks good on paper. If you look at the stats last year, you know, the Chargers, they actually outgained their opponent per play by half a yard. Their offense got almost six yards per play. Their defense only gave up five and a half. This was an above-average team, and you could fall in love with it if you look at the stats overall for the Chargers. You know what? RJ and I discussed this and why... The Chargers always seem to underperform versus how they should have done in the win-loss record. We feel it's an organizational problem in L.A. Let's listen.
6: How many years in a row would you say the wise guys have been saying the Chargers are better than their record? Six or seven. I think it is. So I'm not betting the Chargers any times this year either. And you know what? They go 13-3. and three, I'm still going to be skeptical. I mean, what's the likely thing it could be? Rivers was at the top of the list. Coaches changed. You know, how many players are really there from before? But maybe it's organizational. And here they were at it again last
3: year, two and nine in close games. How is that even possible?
6: I don't know. Since it happens eight years in a row or whatever, or eight out or seven out of eight years, I'm thinking it's possible. Minus before. 17 in turnovers. Oh, tied yeah, for last in do. the NFL.
3: That's yeah. what Chargers do. Losers lose. You know, some of those close losses were epic close losses. Sometimes we see a team that really didn't have that good of a chance and they lose a game by six. And we say that was, you know, close to a coin flip game. But in Charger cases, the Chargers lose games they should have won. Look at that Tennessee game. Do you remember that, Jonas, where the Chargers got not one, not two, but three touchdowns called back in the final 30 seconds?
5: Yeah, brutal. Absolutely brutal. And if I'm not mistaken, was that Tannehill's first start? I, like uh, why does that sound? Why does that sound I think right you're, to me?
3: I, th- I think you're right, and I just yeah. have. I'm and I can't remember who fumbled the game then away on the one yard line after the three negated. I, I, it was Melvin. Touchdowns.
5: It was Melvin yeah. Gordon.
3: And how about the, the Denver line? game yeah. where they get nailed for pass interference on a hail mary? Yeah, and then. A, Game-winning field goal for Denver. And, of course, threw one away at Detroit. So just across the board, epic close losses. The stats look good for this team. You know what? RJ outlines why the stats don't necessarily tell the truth for some select teams. Let's listen.
6: Could the same organization with, up until this year, the same quarterback— just underperform year after year after year, just like Belichick overperforming. And it could it be random? Yeah. But aren't we far past the 50% mark that it's not random? We know that the math guys don't have everything figured out because how does Belichick do better than his stats almost every year? But the Chargers have underperformed over this span we're talking about, six, seven years. There's things we don't understand about... The algorithms where stats lead to our predictions and some in some rare cases, there's so much we don't understand. The teams are just playing wrong. Pats have been wrong to their detriment. Chargers have historically been wrong to their favor. And that's I don't trust them.
3: Yeah, let's look at the against the spread records of these teams. New England since 2001 when they won their first Super Bowl here with Brady. against the spread. So here's a team that the Wise Guys have gotten consistently wrong. They look at their stats and say New England is good. But the truth is New England is great. And because of that, the point spreads have not been as high as they should have been when New England's the favorite. The Chargers, the opposite. The Chargers, they look good on paper oftentimes statistically. Jonas, the last six years, if you blindly bet on the Chargers... You've cashed only 46% of your tickets.
5: Yeah, and they're a super talented team, and they're a really talented roster, and they've been, I mean, snake bit by injuries the past several years, so much so that you start to wonder, all right, are they snake bit, or as you guys were pointing out, is this just part of an overall issue with the organization? Not to mention, and look, anybody who's ever gone through a, a, a lot of moves or a lot of turmoil, you know what it's like to really get settled and get a lot of things done. It's hard to get stuff done when you're in the middle of a move. How many times have the Chargers moved in the last five, six years? They thought they were done in that dump Qualcomm in San Diego. Uh, They were crying out at the 50-yard line only to be brought back out for another year. Then they leave there. They go to a soccer stadium. They can't get any fans in there. They're outnumbered by Vikings fans and Eagles fans and Packers fans and basically any road team that went in there. They played there for a couple of years with zero home field advantage. And now they're going to be playing again in a big, giant stadium in which they're just the renter. They're not even really the owner of the stadium because it's it, nobody's actually thinking, oh, that's the Chargers' new stadium. They're looking at it as first the Rams, then Taylor Swift, and then probably the Chargers' fourth or fifth after a couple of other acts that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Like, they, When have they actually had a place to call their own that they can be established? And you can think, oh, it's just a stadium, but I really do think psychologically there is something to not having anything of your own and expecting good results as an organization when you have no idea where you're going to call home one one year to the next?
3: It's a great point. You know, one thing I might add if there's one team that's going to benefit from no fans likely in the stands, it's going to be the Chargers, because let's face it, there's no fans for them at home, and half the time you got the Broncos taking over their stadium or whoever they're playing, and when they go on the road, they have a real road disadvantage because of the crowd noise, so the Chargers probably should be thrilled at the lack of fans likely in the stands. Having said all that, and with the great stats, I'm going to lean Chargers over eight wins, but not with my money, Jonas. That is not the official bet on this team.
5: Okay, so so what is the uh, what is the best bet? And in fact, I'm feeling like it's going to be a prop bet. You seem like you're into props, and that sounds weird to say over the air to another man. But you seem like you are into props when it comes to the betting market here on this edition of Straight Out of Vegas. So what is your best bet on the Chargers?
3: Austin Eckler going to go over 1,350 rush and receiving yards. And last year, Eckler got over 1,500. And I got to be honest, I think he's going to do better this year. And the reason? Melvin Gordon has moved on to Denver. So Melvin Gordon had more rush yards than Eckler. More touches for Eckler this year. Austin Eckler best bet over 1,350 rush and reception yards.
5: Good stuff by Steve Fezzik here uh, on Straight Out of Vegas. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio, along with Fez in for RJ Bell here. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, maybe the biggest tease in the NFL. This is, or at least for me personally, the biggest in the NFL, who is number 19 on the 32 to 1 countdown of team rankings heading
4: into the 2020 NFL season? Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
5: Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have a preview in what could be really bad news for one team in the world of sports. All right, So make sure you stick around for that. That's coming up a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Steve Fezic, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell here. And Fez, we just got finished with team number tw- 20 on your NFL countdown and preview that was the LA Chargers team number 19 is the Atlanta Falcons
3: yeah Atlanta Falcons number 19 team and the key factor in the Falcons what the heck happened halfway through the year last year Falcons started one and seven and then they won six of their final eight games RJ Bell outlines what happened to the defense at the midpoint of the year
6: Let's listen. I don't believe you can handicap the Atlanta Falcons without the answer to this one question. And it's the only question until you get the answer to it that matters. They started 1-7. and seven. They finished 6-2 and two, straight up. The change was in Quinn not calling the defense. What they did, I had never seen before. Multiple defensive play callers based on the situation, based on the down. One of them an offensive coach. What are they going to do this year? And were they able to ascertain why it worked?
3: Yeah, and so the numbers 31 points given up during the first half of the year. 18 and a half during the second half of the year. Now, Jonas, the Atlanta Falcons, this was a team you lost a lot of money on last year, right? It's
5: just They're just such a tease, man. And, and, and I kept telling myself, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And it's like that one X who you swear off four or five times, and this time you really mean it, and you're done with it. And then, like two weeks later, you fire off a text when you shouldn't. And next thing you know, you guys are in the back of an Uber heading to a bar somewhere, uh, you know, and, and and the rest is history. And you get back in the same cycle every single week. For whatever reason, I swore off the Atlanta Falcons and it felt like every single week I kept going back to the window to bet on the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't know if I was just enamored. And this look and I'll be honest with you. Today's show is perfect for the 2019 edition of Knox Locks, because I actually had Chargers Falcons in the Super Bowl a year ago, and a year later they're 19, they're 19 and 20 on your 32 to one countdown when it comes to the NFL. That ought to tell you how bad I was at picking games in the NFL last year. I had those two teams in the Super Bowl, and they weren't even close to being Super Bowl contenders. But for whatever reason, Atlanta just seems so appealing. You look at them and you go, man, that's a talented team. Matt Ryan's always had weapons. He's never gone without having weapons. And they've got a, a what you would think is a, a good structure there. And there's loyalty and there's consistency. And, and, and it feels like they're one of the well-run organizations. And for whatever reason, a year ago, they just looked awful. Matt Ryan looked old at times. He looked bad. And so I just kept finding myself in the same downward spiral of a cycle when it came to the Falcons
4: and
3: then you gave up on them right when they turned it around. Of course, I think Ar- of course, I-, I think RJ's on to something here that Raheem Morris, he got promoted to defensive coordinator. He was actually on the offensive side until the bye last year. And he was one of the guys that came in and started calling plays for the defense. And that was such an improvement. and You could see it in with the attitude of the team, the team chemistry really came together last year. So I like what Atlanta is doing. You can you mentioned it on offense. There's nothing not to like at receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. But, Jonas, I can't go over on the Falcons. And the reason is strength of schedule. And if you ask about the wise guys, one of the biggest factors that the market oftentimes doesn't get right is looking at just how difficult a team's schedule it is and Atlanta has the hardest schedule this year in the NFL. So obviously the division going to be much more difficult with Tampa Bay upgrades, but their field games they got to play Seattle, they got to play Dallas. It's um, just a uh, very difficult situation for them. And because of that, I'm, uh, you know what, I got to do a lean one way or another, and because of the defensive improvement, and I do think that that's going to carry over, and I think the last eight games were more indicative of Atlanta than the first eight games, I'm going to just lean to Atlanta over 7.5, but that's not my best bet.
5: Uh, Let me just ask you this real quick, and I know you've also got a best bet and a prop bet, and I know we need to get to break here, but I want to ask you this, just thinking-wise, when it comes to trying to predict a season for a team. We talk about strength of schedule. Well, we see in the NFL all the time that the teams that were in playoff spots a year ago, oftentimes it's very rare that you'll see uh, at least multiple teams go back to the postseason the next year. You always see that. A team takes a step back. So how do we know that, Because my thinking has always been this. I don't know whether or not a team is going to be good. So to judge strength of schedule based on a year ago, to me, doesn't really make sense. What I judge it on is what quarterbacks is that team going to be playing each week? That's what we know. The teams with the best quarterbacks are generally the best teams in the, in the league every single year. So with that being said, what do you make of the NFC South? Brady, Breeze, Teddy Bridgewater is an upgrade in Carolina for sure. That would feel like also another reason to maybe be a little bit skeptical on the Atlanta Falcons.
3: Yeah, and the quarterback's just a byproduct of a team's power rating, so you bring up a great point. If you play Tampa Bay twice, I don't care Tampa Bay only won seven games last year. That's not their strength of schedule. They're supposed to win 9.5 to 10 games this year, so that's how I evaluate a strength of schedule going forward in 2020 based upon how many games are your opponents supposed to win, not what they won last year.
5: And what is your best bet on the Atlanta Falcons, Fez?
3: All right. We're going Gurley under 825 rush yards trend line here, Jonas. Todd Gurley was a really good running back, and he just fell off the cliff because of health problems. If you look at his yardage last year, 857, he should be able to get 825 with a new contract in Atlanta. However... The trend line, he got 1,300 in 2017, 1,250 in 2018, and really fell off last year His yards per rush fell off. I don't know, I don't understand why Atlanta thinks Gurley's going to be healthy and be effective for them. I think he's going to be ineffective. I'm going under 825 rush yards, Todd Gurley.
5: Good stuff on the Atlanta Falcons from Steve Fezzik. I'm Jonas Noxon for RJ Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, there is a team in the world of sports that is looking to win a championship, but they could get some very bad news over the next 48 hours. Find out who it is next year on FSR.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. if you dare.
5: Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here 10 minutes from now here on FSR, you can check out The Odd Couple, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker. Make sure you guys check them out. Uh, Always a fun listen right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Before we get to some major movement in the world of sports, we do want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Steve Fezzik coming up later on tonight. We will find out who's in that play-in game in the Western Conference. It is the Blazers and the Nets, 9 Eastern time on TNT, and we've seen some major line movement in that one.
3: Yes, Portland Open minus nine. Must-win game for Portland. Really nothing has changed. We knew it would be must-win all day long. And now Portland is laying 10-and-a-half, and And I tell you what's happening, Jonas. Memphis had a must-win, and they blew out Milwaukee. Phoenix had a must-win. They blew out Dallas. And the bettors are looking at this Portland team in a very similar situation. So this game is getting bet, bet, bet all the money on Portland. Portland up to minus
5: 10-and-a-half. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to just be, uh, you know, be contrary, uh, contrarian here on the air, Fez, just to, you know, play a red ass on radio. That's not what I want to do. But I'm just saying, you know, the Nets did pull off kind of a historic upset before. I mean, if I did want to consider betting maybe the Nets on the money line, what kind of payout am I looking at here?
3: You can get plus 425 right now. I'd wait. I think you're going to get even better. This game doesn't go until six o'clock Pacific, Jonas, and you know the public is going to keep betting on Dame time.
5: Okay, so so I should wait this one out, and then that's when I make a money line bet. And the only reason I make those bets is so, in the rare case that it actually hits, I can come back and then brag about it on the show tomorrow. That's once the-
3: every three years. Yes. Okay.
5: Well, that's you think once every three years bets like that happen. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. They just pulled it off like a, a week and a half ago? Come on, the Nets are capable of this phase. You got to have some faith in those Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I don't know who's on the team anymore, but you got to have faith in them. Uh, all right, game good stuff. time. Uh, yes, I know it is Dame time. He's been unbelievable uh, for Steve Fezik. I'm Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell for Matt McKenzie, Dan Beyer, and John Ramos. If you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Fox Sports Radio.